Hello, hello. Here we are again. Contractor Soapbox Podcast, and yet again, Robert Tidwell. I am the host of the podcast here, and I am one of the owners of Mitten Landscape and Design in mid-Michigan. The other owner is my wife, Vicki Tidwell. Uh, one of these days, I hope to get her on here, but here we are, episode 12, and it's just me again. Uh, my hope is to also get some other interviews from other uh, construction business owners, lawn care owners, and then maybe some accountants, insurance, things like that. So this week, I know a lot of people are headed to the Now Equip Expo. Used to be GIE Plus Expo with the H&A. Now it's the Equip Expo from what I understand. I have not been there in quite a while. Uh, I think last time I went there was 2017 or 18. Um, Been to other conferences, and we are going to one in November. It's the LAL 2022, hosted by Brian Fullerton and his wife, Liz Fullerton. So, probably could have gone this week because the weather has been terrible. Uh, Yesterday... We worked out in the field till about, oh, I think it was about 1.30 after getting poured on and snowed on and everything else. We're uh, currently building a raised paver patio with steps, and alongside it, it has um, flower beds that surround the patio as well that are on grade with the patio, not with the grade. So those would be raised planters along with it. We've got a fire pit going in, a formal fall from blue thumb going in. And all of this is underneath, not all of it, I guess, but a good majority of it is underneath a uh, gazebo that the customer just had built as well on the backside of his house. But unfortunately, the weather is not playing nice with us and we're just making a muddy mess and not getting very far with the cold, wet, snow, everything like that. The snow has melted, but nevertheless, it's still very wet out there. And uh, trying to do some of these pieces and parts with the weather that we're having is, is about near impossible or we're just wasting more time trying to get it done. Today we ended up calling it off because it was supposed to be pouring rain all day and it did. And I think finally the rain is over with now at um, you know 7.40 the, tonight. But we'll see. We'll see in the morning if it comes back. So anyways, Equip Expo. I know a lot of people are headed over there. Uh, I think it is a good experience to have. In fact, I should definitely go again. Vicky and I should definitely go again. And I just want to kind of relay a message here to a lot of people, certainly people that are just getting into this industry. It's good to go there. It's very good to see the the different types of equipment that's out there. Um, but it's also good to meet other owners, other business owners, and even foremen. A lot of people do take their foremen there, depending on where they're located at in the country, with it being in Louisville, Kentucky. But networking is a big plus side to anything that you go to. I definitely need to work on networking when I go to these things. But the equipment is good to see as well. 
You just have to be very careful with it. So a lot of people see shiny new things, shiny new toys, and they want to go play with them, which you can at the Equip Expo. They do have the outside demo center, and you're able to you know, play with a lot of these, these pieces of equipment. But when it comes down to it, I found, and when we went years ago, that you have to also think about, yeah, this may be a nice piece of equipment, but does it actually help the business that I am in? Or will it help next year? You know, is it worth the cost? Also, for example, when we went, I tried out some of the uh, right mowers and walker mowers. Absolutely loved them for a mower. I thought they were great. The downside to it is we just don't have a, a close enough dealer to where we could justify buying one of those mowers. I thought they were great. And the right mowers, you know, the stand-on versions of them, I know they've got a couple sit-down versions now. But having a stand-on mower, that's what sold me on getting one. And eventually, I think it was about a month after we went to that that GIE that year, uh, we ended up buying our first V-Ride used. We got a really good deal on it. I actually drove to Indiana to get it because it was a used piece of equipment. And that's that's where it was located at. But I also have a dealer close by. I think he's about 20, 25 minutes away from me that, you know, I can get all my parts from or if I need him to fix something, you know, by chance if I can't figure it out or I just don't have the time to, you know, he can fix it. They're a great dealer. And that's why we ended up going with that Skag as well. Unfortunately, when it comes to the other mowers, Wright is still a good mower, uh, in, in my opinion. Wright, Walker, uh, really like the walkers. Um, I really tried to talk Vicky into, into purchasing a walker mower. But like she had mentioned, and like I'm talking about now, if you don't have a dealer close enough by, it's really going to put you in a bind if something does break down and you need a part for that. So by us having Skag and Xmark dealers close to us, we are able to, or were able to when we were mowing, we were able to get those parts readily available, you know, if something did break in, and something always will break. No matter what you think, even with a brand new mower, something will break. We actually had a uh, stand-on aerator that we bought last year, and something broke. I mean, I think it was within the first 20 minutes of using it. It happens. There's errors everywhere. I mean, there's human error that can happen at any point in time. Um I mean, just look at some of these trucks nowadays. The, you know, our Ram that we bought last year has a recall on it. Now, that doesn't really affect us very much because the recall on it, it doesn't really, I mean, in my opinion, it doesn't really affect anything that we're using it for. I'm not too worried about it. Obviously, I'm going to get it fixed, but it can happen. So even when you buy new, things can break. So you always need to have that availability to get parts or, I mean, if it came down to it and you're in a very rural area, it's always good to have extra parts, which we did have extra parts for our mowers, like the spindles, some of the pulleys, the belts, of course, the blades, obviously. Uh, you always want to have extras of those. But there are certain other things that may break that you may not think about having, or you may, <clears throat> if you've got a couple mowers, you know, how, how much of it is going to break down at once. So... Having a good dealer, having good dealer support in your area is definitely a big thing. The other thing that comes with these nice, new, shiny things, 
Uh, like I said, it's been quite a while since we've been to the GIE Expo or the Equip Expo. You see all these things and, and these pieces of equipment or these toys and everything and and you just want, want, want because they're great. They're awesome. They look good. You know, it's going to speed up work so much better. How much is it going to speed up work? Okay. So, for example, we had, we looked at a um, gas-powered wheelbarrow. It's a great idea. Um, I, th I think it's an awesome idea. But when it came down to it, why would I buy a gas-powered wheelbarrow? And, and I'm talking about my opinion and our business that we have and the, the area that we're in. Why would we buy a gas-powered wheelbarrow when we can just use a mini-skid or a full-size skid? So now the mini-skid, I can excavate with it and carry it away to where the wheelbarrow, I still got to I still gotta excavate it myself with a shovel or, or another piece of equipment. Now there are other things out there, you know, when it comes to putting down uh, mulch or rock or whatever it may be, uh, the the mulch mate, uh, I think it's called the cart mate. That's a, that's a great. If that works with your business, then I think it's definitely a great idea. You're taking off so much back pain, you know, if you have these mulch jobs that are, you know, 8, 10, 50 yards of mulch. If you can put that mulch, even if you're still just pitchforking it out of your trailer or your truck, if you can put it in that cart mate and drive it with your mower over to where it needs to go and dump it, you're going to save yourself a whole lot of backache, a whole lot of time with something like that. But you still have to look at your numbers. Can you afford it? Is it worth it? If you only have one job of mulch per season, let's say, that requires a lot of manual labor. So if you're only putting down two or three yards, in my opinion, it's not really worth it at that point because your margins aren't going to be high enough unless you can get really high margins. And that comes down to pricing and budgeting and knowing your numbers. But if you're doing larger mulch shops, then the cart mate be maybe something for you. And again, I've never used a cart mate, but just looking at it, looking at the efficiencies that can come from it, that is something that I could see a plus side over just using like a gas-powered wheelbarrow, or I know they have some some battery-powered wheelbarrows. So it's just something to to think about when you're looking at these pieces of equipment. And then, again, just realize that you have to be able to afford it. If you're just getting started out, and this year, let's say you grossed forty, fifty thousand dollars buying a brand new skid steer, not on the table for you, I'm thinking. Okay. Uh, our skid steer, I think, was about $85,000. Uh, definitely more than we expected to pay, but I'm sure you know by now in 2022, the inflation rates are so incredibly high that it, it's just unbelievable. In 2019, you, I wouldn't believe how much things have gone up now. I mean, for example, we bought a dump trailer in 2019 for $7,500, I believe it was. Now they're like twelve dollars or $13,000 for the same exact 7x14 low trail dump trailer. It, it's ridiculous how much things have gone up. But anyways, we paid $85,000 for our skid steer. <coughs> now we are financing it. 
We did put down a substantial down payment on it. We chose not to lease it. We are financing it. So it is ours. There is no, you know, buy out at the end or turn it in at the end and get a new one type deal. We are financing it. So this is ours until we decide to get rid of it. If you hear that clicking in the background, that is my dog wandering around the office. Uh, he probably hears the cats outside the door that we have. We have some uh, outside cats that really help out with the mice because we do live out in the country and we get quite a bit of mice and I'm not too keen on cats, but getting rid of mice, I will definitely keep these cats for that and they do kill them. They also kill chipmunks too, which is a little, little more than I wanted, a little more than I bargained for, but... I guess uh, if they're going to kill the mice, then we'll let them do that, along with the birds that they kill too, which is a little odd to me when they, you know, hide them in places after they kill them. Anyways, so if you're just getting started out, you know, like an $85,000 skid steer, that's not for you. Brand new is not for you if you're only making $50,000, $60,000, even $100,000 gross this year. An $85,000 piece of machinery is not for you. They're nice to look at. You can dream. You can make that goal to have them. But you just got to work at it. And, you know, I like shiny things. I do. I like every piece of equipment out there, I think. Um, but I also have to look at the big picture of things and say, okay, if I'm going to purchase a truck this year, can I purchase a skid steer this year as well? Or, you know... For example, uh, next year, we are looking at getting a dump trailer or dump truck, something like that. If we get a dump trailer, do I want to buy a, a new dump trailer, which I'm heavily leaning towards the BY's ultimate dump trailer if I go that route because of its, its uh, not the load capacity, I guess you could say, but the quantity capacity that it can hold. So I got to also look at a new truck. You know, I'm hoping not to buy a brand new one again. The reason we bought the brand new Ram was just because of prices. Again, the inflation of everything has gone way up. And if you will give me one second here, I will let the dog out because apparently he wants out. Okay, so it actually took me longer than a second, but you wouldn't know that listening to this podcast because I can edit it and stop and play things and everything. So, also, it's still raining apparently. Just let the dog out and it's raining. So... I don't know if we're working tomorrow or not. I'll have to look at the weather a little bit later and then look at it again in the morning. But where was I? So we have to buy a new dump trailer. First time I saw this BY's dump trailer was at the GIE Expo. Thought it was a great idea. I love the the quantity capacity that this thing can hold. It can hold a little bit more tonnage. I think it's about one more ton than the dump trailer that we currently have. Uh, I'm... Definitely leaning towards buying that for next year over a, you know, 350, 450 style dump truck because of certain CDL requirements and weight capacities and everything like that. But anyways, I would love to buy another truck next year. I think we could still do it, but we just have to look at it and say when we're going to buy that new truck. Because we, we do have a truck, it's a 2004 Duramax, that has to get replaced here soon. This thing is costing us so much money every 5,000 miles. I mean, it's like you, you go to do an oil change, but before you can get to the oil change, something else blows up on it. You know, a fuel line, which, yeah, isn't that much money, 
But when it comes down to the labor cost of it, that's when it comes. These diesels cost a lot of money when it comes down to labor. And parts definitely do cost a lot as well. I mean, one injector, I think, a reman injector is like $300 for this thing. So anyways, I know they have a lot of trucks there, a lot of pieces of equipment. You just have to outweigh those costs. You know, is it worth it? Is it actually going to save you time? Now, I know when we bought our first... I guess you could say commercial style mower when we were mitten mowing. You know, when we bought that, we had a 48 inch uh, Cub Cadet Z Force. When that thing came out, I thought it was the greatest mower ever. And it worked within our budget when we purchased it back when we were mowing repossessed homes. There was no way with the amount of money we were getting paid on those repossessed homes that we could afford you know, buying an X mark or a skag or something like that. But anyways, 48 inch, we were doing a lot of large properties. And even towards the end, we were doing a lot of large properties, you know, wide open properties. So bumping up to that 60 inch, we did a lot of math. How much time is it going to save buying a new X mark? Because that's what we ended up buying was a laser uh, 60 inch X mark. And the... The downtime the Cub was giving us and all of those sort of things, it was definitely a plus side to buying that 60-inch. And now when I hired somebody else for the next year, because at the time the first year it was just me, the second year we knew that we were going to be going into having an actual employee work for us. So now I've got to sit down more, he's got to sit down more, and then we also had the push mower as well, which push mowers, I mean... It, there's good ones out there for sure, but there are some out there that you're going to spend some money on and you're still not going to be happy with it. And then there's going to be some that you're going to be happy with. And then it, all it takes is one guy to not put rec fuel in it and you're cleaning a car real quick, but still good push mower. So when we started out with push mower, we had a residential style cub as well. Cub dealer right down the road. Why not? It's a push mower. Who cares, right? Yeah, it does matter. It does. Cut uh, quality and longevity of life is definitely a big thing with that. Uh, when it came down to it, towards the end of mowing, we definitely found out that the Hondas were the best that we preferred from when it came to push mowers. I really did look into getting a Skag 30 inch when those came out last year, but the downside we saw to it, and this is something that you have to think about as well, is your setup. So the way we were set up is, with our mowing trucks, the push mower always just went into the bed of the truck. We did not run a trailer trailerless setup. So one of our trucks had a 16-foot trailer, and one of our trucks had a 12-foot trailer. So everything, the push mowers always got put in the truck itself and when you're by yourself even with two people you know you gotta get it out you just have to think about that when it comes to weight even though i think just knowing the skag quality i think it's definitely a good mower haven't looked at it or anything but i definitely do okay so when you're at the equip expo also think about other things you know where are you trying to improve your business where are you trying to drive your business you know are you in mowing right now and you want to get more into landscaping or hardscaping Look at those other options. The H and A's there. If you're trying to get into hardscaping, go talk to some people. We learned a lot our year the the last time we went there. Um, 
about hardscaping and the accessories and certainly the lighting and things like that that you can get that's offered out there that you may not even know your supplier offers depending on you know how your supplier is set up uh, we have one or we had one supplier that we didn't know they sold lights we didn't even know they sold polymeric sand because they didn't let us know that they did all we knew is that they sold the aggregate the mulch and we could order Belgard bricks from them that's all we knew but we didn't know that we could get truescapes lights from them we didn't know that they also sold the technoseal products and the the structure bond things like that but our new supplier now they have a display but not every supplier is set up that way so going to this you can learn a lot other thing is is the software we talked to i don't know probably five or six different software companies some of them we found out a little too big for us at the time i mean that year i think we went we were making i think that year we grossed right around 60,000 70,000 something like that so some of those software companies we realized oh they're they're a little too expensive for where we're gonna be you know and but it was good to know what was out there and what to kind of make a goal for and say okay well we're gonna stay here at, let's say yard book for right now but later on I want to go to LMN I want to have that budgeting ability I want to have that estimating ability more than what you can get out of uh, a basic type CRM that you, you figure out the numbers on your own. LMN, I mean, I I wish I had it from day one. It is a little pricey, but I wish I had it because of the budgeting abilities. And, and we all say that we know how to budget. And I'm sure most of you do, certainly if you own your own business, and hopefully you do, because you have to know how to budget in order to own your own business. You have to know how to spend your money wisely and when not to spend money. But LMN really just opened up our eyes to how much we have to budget for profit margin-wise, how much we have to budget for percentage-wise on the overhead, you know, what has to get covered. So make sure you're talking to the software companies as well. And then also just make sure you're talking to other contractors, other owners, you know. Everybody's got something to say. Even if, let's say, you're making a million dollars gross this year, you could talk to a guy that's only making... $200,000 gross. He may have found a more efficient way to do something, whether it be lay pavers, lay a block wall, lay a boulder wall, or mow a lawn. You know, there's always something to learn from. Also, go to other conferences, not just equip. Uh, <clears throat> like I said, we need to get better about going to conferences ourselves, but we are going to LAL 2022 this year. Uh, I uh, Some of the speakers that are there, I'm pretty excited to hear from. Uh, Mike Andes, I I know him. I went to a summit years ago uh, before he had started franchising, so I think it's been about four years maybe. Um, <clears throat> and then I have been to uh, LAL before as well. But Mike Andes is going to be there. Mark Bradley, the founder of LMN, he also owns a landscape business as well out of Canada. And then there's plenty of other people there. Nick Carlson, the the uh, creator of Mulchmate, Cartmate, things like that that I was just talking about earlier. Those types of things he makes, you know, he's going to be there. And he also owned a landscape business before he went into running Mulchmate and, and founding Mulchmate. So there's always something to learn. Just talk to people, you know, 
sometimes you can talk to even the, the vendors and learn things. Like I said, you can learn things about more efficiency, where you could be going, and then also just looking at things and setting goals. Not so much saying, I'm going to buy that mower today or I'm going to buy that bobcat today. Just make that goal. Now you know the price. Now you know kind of what you're looking for. You can talk to them and they can tell you what kind of setup you need. Uh, because when it came to a skid steer, I didn't exactly know what I needed either. Now, I did buy some extra bells and whistles. Heat and air, definitely a plus side. It's not exactly needed, but it's definitely a plus to have. <clears throat> and then we bought a wheeled unit before. That one was a little bit of a uh, learn from your own mistakes. We won't buy another wheeled unit, but that's what we could afford at the time. But you'll see, based on your soils and your conditions and what you work with, you'll see what you can work with and what you can get and what you can't get. And then just make those goals. Write them down even. That way you can work towards that, strive towards that, and see where your business is going. So, until next week, I will uh, hope that you guys have a good week. If you're going to equip, have a good time. Go to some of the rallies as well. I know there's quite a bit of them now. So go to some of those rallies, and uh, I'll talk to you guys next Wednesday.